As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hi, everybody. I've had an absolute blast recording your championship intros on audio and also on video. And for those of you that didn't know, the videos can be done special exactly the way you like them because these are green screens and we can do them with a scene behind me. Do you want a fighting scene? Do you want a beach scene? Do you want a race car scene? Any scene you want, we can give it to you. It's your theme and my pleasure. Just write our offices and we will answer you with the exact fee involved and how it'll get done. So here we are, and now it's time, and it's your choice. Cheers! From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Houston, Texas, where the UFC is coming. We are live. It's It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Don't worry, we'll voice it for you. Everything's talked about on this show, UFC, entertainment, film, politics, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it, we talk about it. And we're here with my co-host and partner, TJ DeSantis, TJ Another week by. How are you doing? You're looking very red today. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I just got off a plane not long ago, and I get another one tomorrow. So it's uh, it's crazy. I'm, I'm living that buff life, if you will. Yeah, I know. Sure. I had a buff life weekend this weekend. That was for sure. And then definitely going into Houston next weekend. But we'll talk about it on the show. <laughs> Let's bring on our special guest, a longtime friend of mine, the finest referee in the business. Man works all over the world, not just for UFC, but for everybody. He is definitely in demand. He definitely is the most knowledgeable, fastest acting referee in the business. And God knows I love working with him. He's my brother. He's my friend. But to everybody out there, he's Herb Dean. Yeah. Herb, no, 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 no. He's Herb Dean. Herb oh, that's Dean. right. That's it. <laughs> you know, oh, people- man, thanks, for, thanks for the intro, man. Glad to be on here, brother. Man, thanks for, for blowing me up. It's a pleasure always working with you, man. It's like, man, it's, it's been a lot of years, you know? lot do you have any i mean we go back to the king of the cage yeah exactly you know it's it's uh it's cool and sometimes we get to hang out too so it's kind of fun i don't i don't hang out with a lot of people in the sport as uh you know it's a weird line you walk as a referee you know you have a a lot of friends and people who you care about but at the same time you know um as a referee you want to have uh you always got to look out for conflicts of interest and things like that and so it's awesome that uh you know we're able to hang out outside of the sport and uh you know you were at my wedding. <laughs> Absolutely. I was at your wedding. And also, too, you know, you and your beautiful wife, Vika, who I just think is absolutely amazing for you. You're so lu- such a lucky man, Herb. Um, TJ, they came out up to the. Uh, thank you, TJ. Something you haven't done. Herb and Vika came over to Buffer Manor. We went out to dinner. We had a really great time. We were drinking Puncher's Chance and. That's uh, right. It and uh, enjoying I been to the new house. I was at the old house. Buffer. You were at the old house. Yeah. Got to come over to the new one, but he came Uh-oh. up with. Oh, oh, look yeah. at that! Yeah. Oh, right there we are. Send there it is. Home with me, right here, put this chance. Well, you know, I like maybe it. Maybe one of these days we'll we'll uh, we'll sip some together, like uh, some of these other guys do on their podcast. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Herb. There's no early stoppages with with puncher's chance. We take that oh, the no. distance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and go the distance. That's it. I got to taste some of that. The uh, it has to go the distance. There we go. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But you you both picked up the uh, the the segue perfectly. Good I job, thought that gentlemen. was perfect. You, you're learning, TJ. You're I'm getting trying. better and better, man. It's awesome. It's I'm awesome. Trying. Herb, always a pleasure. Um, are you going to be in Houston this week? Yeah, man. I'm going to be in Houston and uh, happy to do that. You know, with uh, from the COVID thing, since I'm not traveling abroad as much, I've been working with the UFC a lot more than I have in the past, and so. Man, um, they they uh, invited me to come to Houston, so I'll be there. Looking forward to that. You know, I, I will say this about both of you: if I'm in a you know auxiliary market for the UFC, and if I don't get Bruce Buffer and Herb Dean on the card as octagon announcer and referee, I'm not getting my money's worth. No offense oh, to anybody man. else. I'm just saying. Oh, thank you, thank you for saying that. You hear that, guys out there? That's that's how uh, the people feel about it. So uh, I'm here for you. <laughs> well, if they get both of us, they got to pay twice as much. So it's all good. <laughs> negotiate that for me, Bruce. You know, I've been I will negotiate my agent for years. You know, I know you go hard to pay. You know, I will negotiate. Just like I'm trying to get you into millions, I will negotiate. <laughs> oh man, long. there's a lot of Herb Dean marketing opportunities. I would think on millions, but huge, huge, huge. You know, Herb's very busy. He's a marketer himself. You know, your ref school. How's the referee school going? Yeah, now? referee school is going great. I'm going to have a referee school on um, March 9th, 10th, and 11th. Um, and so it's, I do it here in Pasadena, California. You can go to HerbDean.com uh, to find out about it. I was just working on it earlier today. I was on the ABC call with uh, the other trainers and uh, working on uh, sharing ideas and, and, and taking things in and out of our courses to make sure they're more consistent. And uh, man, it's a, it's a good, you know, I think with uh, one of the bright things that came out of the, you know, the thing we experienced this last couple of years is, um, for us officials, we spent a lot of time on Zoom calls, getting on the same page and working together to uh, smooth out some of the rough spots in the rules and to uh, to uh, take forward the training. So I think this is a really good time for MMA officiating. No, I really do, too. And, you know, the, the beautiful thing about um, I want to I want to address something I mentioned on the show last week. Uh, I was talking, Herb, and give me your opinion on this. We had Francis Ngannou on a couple weeks ago, pardon me, a couple weeks ago. And uh, with all the other events out there, I love the fact that there's all these other organizations coming into MMA. I mean, there's so many out there to give fights to all the fighters out there, give them an avenue to make money and referees to get their work and all that's going on there. I just mentioned on the show with Francis Ngannou, because, you know, he's in this contract, call it a negotiation, call it a dispute, call it whatever you want to call it. I just hope it works out for him and the best. But I mentioned that if you leave the UFC, you have you have the chance to become irrelevant over time. OK, let me just explain what I mean by that. OK, I was talking for mainly about a high level imaged fighter, such as Francis Ngannou as the heavyweight champion in the UFC. That's like being the star quarterback in the NFL. It draws a lot of attention. He's from France. It's international. What I was mentioning is not just the money he gets paid by the organization, I, I was mentioning that in respect to the fact of all the ancillary income he can receive from sponsorships and commercials and international exposure, because the UFC is so internationally, you know, available to everybody everywhere. Therefore, people that also come to me around the world to represent their products or their ventures or whatever, go after fighters with that kind of a notice to represent. You don't get that kind of a huge marketing power. You do to an extent. You know, I'm not putting down any other organization whatsoever. 
Scott Coker's a good friend of mine, Bellator. I, I, I love all the fact that they're all successful. I was just talking about from an individual that's very high profile in the UFC that you do lessen some of the ancillary income areas or potentially could lessen them very tremendously as a star in the UFC leaving the UFC. Does, does that make sense to you, Herb? Well, you know what? Um, I know what you're saying. I think that, um, first of all, this is a really complex time. And like, there's a lot of things that are on the table with something like that. Um, yeah. And so all those things are really above my pay grade. Because as you know, the, uh, the fans that's out there, they know how much I make. And uh, the fans- Oh, that's you know, right. You're published. Yeah. Right yeah, say. yeah. The fans, they know how much I make. And so they, um, they're really supportive. Uh, you know, sometimes when I'm working a show, they'll walk by and offer me a hot dog. They know they're like, man, Herb, I know how much you're making this event. I'm just trying to do as much as I can for you and give you this hot dog. And when I'm out, they try to do little things like that for me. Best fans in the world. But uh, so as that being said, that, that stuff's above my pay grade. And I, what I hope is that um, we just do, everybody gets um, what's best for them and that we're, yeah. able to, uh, that we're able to see these fights and, uh, and that they figure this out and, uh, and where everybody's happy and feeling that they're appreciated and valued and, you know, because, yeah, like you said, the UFC brings a lot. Um, at the same time, I guess he can't ignore what he brings as well. So, you know, like it's above my grade. I don't know what's going on there. I just, oh, I don't either. That's well, not. That's allow, not. Allow me I, to say something, Bruce. Go because ahead, I go think ahead. what you're kind of saying is, is this: Let's say Bellator has a podium, and the UFC has a podium, and one championship has, has a podium. There are three different, you know, platforms to go speak at. For yeah. the most part there are more people at the UFC podium. There's more people there yeah. watching you speak there than say a Bellator and, and a one. And, and, you know, there are different uh, pros and cons that come with speaking at all of those uh, podiums. But I think, you know, you Bruce, especially because you're so tied in with the UFC, it's hard to say, keep up on a, a Ryan Bader, uh, you know, compared to a Francis Ngannou because you're so close to the UFC. It doesn't mean that people don't care about Ryan Bader. Oh, of course they care. It, it just, yeah. it, you might not see it as much. And, and uh, I, I would be lying if I said uh, it, it was easier to see more of Ryan Bader than it is Francis Ngannou. But the, the bottom line is, you know, every sort of pulpit has its pros and cons. And uh, for the most part, when it comes to mainstream mixed martial arts, most of the eyeballs, uh, especially in this country, are on the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And with that yeah. being said, that's what I, I mean. Think that was a really ahead. good point you made. And, you know, I think everyone has their thing, you know, um, like you said, there's more eyeballs, you know, and at the time there's all types of different ways to monetize, you know what I mean? Yes. At sometimes someone has to monetize eyeballs and hopefully they can do it in the UFC. Hopefully I could do that in the UFC. Um, my monetization has been a lot better in other organizations, you know, uh, I've got, and I've had to got a really good win and they've been able to use me in other ways also. But I like to say you're, it's always best when, you know, those two things meet, you know. So it's well, I always say never leave the NFL for the CFL. With all respect to the CFL, you can still make a lot of money. Um, Rumble Johnson, <laughs> public has said, I, I'm on crack for my statement. You know, and Anthony, I like Anthony a lot. I actually got a giggle out of that. Let me just make one more point. Um, I was talking again about a marquee fighter. Obviously, I want every fighter, I've said it a million times on this show, I want them to make a million dollars every time they put their blood, sweat, and tears on the line. I want the fighters to make as much money as possible. If a young fighter is up for contract negotiation in the UFC and he gets a bigger contract, 
from a Bellator or whatever, I can't blame him one second for moving and taking that bigger paycheck sure. if that's what happens. I can't say that. I, again, was just talking about me as a, as a manager, a brander, and marketer, knowing what the big show can give you exposure-wise to get those big ancillary deals. That's the only point yeah. I want to make. That's all can, I wanted to make. Can I just say, guys, like maybe it's because of like when I became a fan of this sport back in the early 2000s, but like I, I don't generally cheer – for any promotion over the other like i love mixed martial no. arts and, yeah. and I, i'm just happy that it's you know not being uh you know threatened to, to be you know unregulated or or turned illegal uh, anymore and, and you know that's a big win the fact that it's 2022 and the, there isn't really a place in the the country almost almost the world we're getting there but almost the world where where you can't go put on a fight card right. you know what last message on to the next subject Fighters, make your choice. Take the best avenue for yourselves. Think three steps ahead to your future, not just to the one fight being offered, and make the best choice. And Francis, I hope you and the UFC work everything out. Love you being the heavyweight champion. Get through your knee surgery, everything else. Come back and just go forward making the most money possible. And Francis deserves to make a lot of money, as every fighter does. Let me just say that I am all about the fighters. You know that, TJ. No, you yeah. know that, Herb. I am all about the fighters making money. And I'll never step in the way. I'll only support them whatever they choose to do. With that being said, uh, Kamaru Usman, I wasn't aware. Ligament hand surgery. How right. long is he going to yeah. be out with this? Uh, yeah. You know, it's weird. Those surgeries, I, I remember, you know, like an ACL, MCL would be like a year on the sideline. And now I hear the recovery time can be as little as six months. So, like, the, the medical advancement is is changing so much. They might tell uh, Kamaru, look, you're not going to, you know, be able to hit a pad for 10 months. But something tells me he's going to get back a little bit uh, sooner than than the average person. Yeah, but, you know, we know, and Herb, you know this better than anybody, the fighters that go back before they're 100% healed, and that's what I always tell fighters to do, especially in a ligament tendon situation. Yeah. If you don't 100% healed, and I've been through this myself when I was kickboxing, you know, I think, okay, great, boom, 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 go back in, train, spar, you know, go slam each other silly. And then the, the injury just keeps continuing and continuing. It's like this is an injury. Ligaments seem to take longer than broken bones. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But they can be re-aggravated well, much worse, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. As, as a lot of these athletes, you know, I mean, from being in the uh, training rooms and, uh, you know, uh, and seeing what's going on backstage, it's, that's one of the incredible things. Some of these guys are able to get back to, uh, you know, to remain injury-free or to get or heal and come back pain-free. But uh, many fighters are fighting through lots of different pain at any given time. Yeah. And, and that's the incredible thing is they figure out how to show up and do what they're supposed to do dealing with these injuries. It's, uh, these guys are incredible. So I work with uh, Pearl Gonzalez, who just had her MCL, uh, you know, basically reconstructed. And her biggest problem is actually losing weight because she's, you know, conscious of not eating too much because she can't be as active as she used to. But she also can't keep muscle on or really, you know, move in the way that she wants to because, you know, she's limited with her abilities and her 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 leg. And, and that's one yeah. thing, too, that I think a lot of people uh, don't really realize is it depends on what sort of injury you have. If, if you know for for Usman, his hand is, is hurt, but that doesn't mean he can't still do leg presses and, and still lift weights. Oh, he'll and, stay in right, shape. There's no right, question. But I mean, like there there are certain injuries that I would much rather have to endure than others, and I think anything that is you know from the waist down is probably more limiting than than anything else. Agreed. Oh yeah. Agreed. 
completely agreed. Hey, Herm, uh, how much do you train still? I know, obviously, you you uh, do the refing uh, uh, courses, and and you know you're you're a former fighter, and you're on the road constantly. But do you still uh, go and go and roll around a little bit? He trained before well, you know, the show. Funny. Yeah, it's funny you said is that you know for a while I have to admit that I had kind of slowed down on rolling around and different things, but I've been uh, I've been I've been back on the mat. Um, I've uh, I. You know, my wife and I, we work out together and then I have a, a group of guys Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, we get in there and we uh, roll and and uh, a lot of guys who I've trained with over years. I uh, we were down at the Fight Academy, trained with Savant Young, who's been like my friend. We've been uh, training together for years. He uh, owns a gym here in Pasadena. And I just came back from there, as a matter of fact. Nice. Got some, I guess got some uh, some rounds and we 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 do it at a little bit slower pace than we used to do when we we're rolling. 20 years ago, I've known the guy forever. Um, you know, Join the club. since probably the nineties, <laughs> but, uh, so now our motto is, uh, roll around, sit around and talk about it. You know, so that means we have it. a one minute break at least between each round, you know, I love it. So, I love it. I, I, I've heard some, uh, you know, people that have trained and, and, and you know, are quote, unquote, quote unquote masters, you know, uh, 30, 40, plus years old, they say, uh, you know, if I'm rolling and we can't have a conversation while we're rolling, we're rolling too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. Man, you so guys no, keep I, this up. Great. All I can think about is Burt Watson with this rolling coming out all the time. <laughs> so, uh, so, no, I, I feel great. I was like, um, I've been getting it in consistently lately. And, uh, man, I, I'm like, man, why did I ever stop doing consistently? So, no, I, it's great. You're getting some good rolls in. And a lot of good people are coming through. Some of the guys from my rep course, uh, one of the guys he uh, who just took my course a little while ago, he's a, um, a diver. So he traveled. He sold his oh, wow. company. So he travels around a lot. So that guy was on his way back from Costa Rica at a jiu-jitsu seminar. He stopped in and uh, rolled with us. You know, the um, the rule is you have to be at least 40. So he's at least like when you it. say when you say a diver, you mean a, a scuba diver or. a? Yeah. Yeah. This guy works up in Alaska. He like, you know, he's in Alaska underneath the ocean um, getting uh, clams and stuff. You know, those, wow. those long clams they like in China. Yeah. Yeah. He does that. That's amazing. For him, he likes the chill. That's for sure. Jeez. Hey, hey Herb. God. Herb, I, I I do a show for the UFC on Fight Pass called Extra Rounds, and um, uh -huh. you know, we, we kind of dig into the the finer points of mixed martial arts. When you have your seminar, I'd love to come up and just just watch if you wouldn't mind, because I'd like to see how you try to you know shape the the judging and the and the referees of the future a little bit. Because I think obviously we know you're uh, an elite official and one that is you know in some of the the biggest hardest situations uh, in the world when it comes to MMA, but the fact that you're uh, shaping the future as well, I think is probably the, the in my opinion, the, the biggest sort of uh, uh, thing that you can offer the sport. Man, thank you for that. And I definitely would want you to come up. The bottom line is we're always trying to, uh, to uh, get more uh, people involved in it. Um, the, um, the guys, um, what, what I, uh, so now I've done my course differently. I have uh, Mike Bell, who's one of the judges uh, for the UFC. He teaches my judging section. Uh, we have a guy from CAMO, California Mixed Martial Arts Organization, Ryan Spink. He helps with the inspector. So someone learns every aspect of it. So they learn inspection, scorekeeping, how an event is set up from the commission side of it. And then um, we uh, on that judging day, we do technique. People demonstrate technique just so that we make sure, you know, I can look the fighters in the eye and say, no one's got my certificate who doesn't know how to do an arm bar or right. doesn't know how to do a darts choke. And they explain it in detail as to exactly, you know, why it's working and why it doesn't work. And we make sure they have a background in martial arts, you know, 
It's so important because I think about this person, you can speak to this as well, because you were there pretty much from the beginning as well as guys like Herb and, and John McCarthy, you know, we're, we're just sort of forced to do the damn job, right? They had to right. learn trial and error. And now we, we I, I hate to say it, but I think we have to almost expect more from the next generation because they have great minds like Herb and John, uh, you know, really going, look, this is what you need to do. This is where you need to be when this happens. 20 years ago, it was just throwing crap at the wall and hoping it stuck well 20 yeah, years and, and ago yeah and uh, definitely i think that's a good thing you said that because i am we do expect for for things to get better i, I don't want to bring somebody around who you know i want people who are smarter than me you know what i mean and i want them to be able to learn from my experience so definitely uh we um we're looking to bring good people on yeah and 20 years ago you know one of the most humorous things as well as most important things were the fighter meetings that John McCarthy used to hold with the fighters. <laughs> and I got to tell you, they were funny. Oh, he's a funny guy. A funny guy. I mean, to watch him explaining and everything in his police mode, you know, when he's up there in front, it's uh, different times. We've been uh, definitely an yeah. evolutionary process we have gone through. There's no question. Well, well to be the, and to make that process, I think he was a good guy. I think, uh, you know, for to be the first, uh, you know, big referee in the sport, I think we did need a cop, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. uh, back in the day, you know, a lot of times when I referee, we're on uh, Indian reservations. And so we're out there kind of away from everything. And we've got uh, every alpha male from the surrounding area. You got to find a way to, you know, get them on the same page and say, hey, you know, uh, this is our sport and we're going to respect it. So, you know. Well, that's another thing, too. Like, I think people don't realize going back to I mean, I went to a lot of unregulated shows in the Midwest, uh, you know, where I was. We didn't have a commission in Minnesota. Yeah. I would go out to those shows, guys. And like, honestly, there was a, a, a bit of danger in the air because like what's oh. happening, you don't really know. Like th there's no real oversight. And like you said, Herb, you need a commanding force, especially in the middle of that cage ring octagon to be like, no, no, I'm the boss here. You guys may be fighting, but I'm the damn boss. Especially when you you're at the Morongo casino and oh, I'm sorry, God. especially oh, when you're at the Morongo casino in Palm Springs and you got oh. you know two biker gangs in the right, audience right. and, See, so people stabbing people with a pencil when the riot starts, you know? <laughs> no, I, I remember I was there at the Morongo. And I'll yeah. tell you, that right there, I don't think it was two biker gangs. It was one biker gang. It was one. Oh, it was the Mongols. one biker gang. And the rest Jeez. of them were innocent Ooh, civilians. Sorry, I think so it was. They, <laughs> they weren't prepared. They weren't, uh, they definitely weren't prepared. But I, I saw that. That was like, um, I, yeah, that was a bad day. I saw scenes yeah. like you only see in movies with the whole, all the drama, all the hold on and don't let go and. Yeah, that was that was chaos. My, uh, I was supposed to be there. I actually canceled my appearance a week before. I forget why. Probably but I was you supposed had some to be announced. Dream or something. You had some sort. No, of No, just like, it was a it was a schedule conflict of some sort or whatever the case might be. Being a non UFC event, but anyway, this goes back to all the different. Like I always said, I saw better fights in the cowboy bars. I used to announce, right. you know, twenty some years ago in the in the audience than in the ring that I was announcing in. And one thing I want to say, bringing that up, that is the difference in our sport. We have. You know, uh, guys, our sport, I think the more contact is involved, the more respectful of the sport guys are. Yeah, you know I what I mean? We, we see guys uh, throwing fits, you know, in some of the other sports. Our sport, these guys respect the sport and are uh, happy that they have it. And uh, that's how I'm able to do my job. And they're definitely not doing it because I'm in charge. They're doing it because, you know, they respect the sport. Have you read a book yet, Herb? No, no, no. I haven't done that yet. You know, I figure I figure I wait a little bit more and then maybe I'll write a book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't be like me. Write my biography eight years ago. Now I got to write another one called It's Time Again. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> a while. <laughs> I, I, I would love to, to read the Herb Dean book, though, because the, the stories 
Uh, oh, got to be crazy. Numerous, numerous stories. I've got to experience, man. This has been, let me tell you, this it's been a wonderful ride uh, being a part of this sport, man. I've got to, you know, uh, travel around the world and, and experience so many things and meet so many great people in this sport. Yeah. We have a lot of really smart, interesting guys, you know, all the fighters who are involved in this sport. And um, it's been really cool. And then on, um, so that's why I make sure uh, it's like, you know what? Martial arts has done a lot for you. So you got to make sure you take some time to still do martial arts. So that's why uh, definitely keep it going, you know? That's awesome. Keep can, it going, can I share Herb my favorite Herb Dean moment real quick, Bruce? Go, do it. So I, then I'm going to share you mine. All right. My favorite Herb Dean moment, I believe it was UFC 48, and it was the fight between Tim Sylvia and Frank Mir. And it was the, the arm bar break where uh, Sylvia clearly has a, a broken arm. Herb notify or yeah. notices it and stops the fight. And everyone in that arena was screaming every obscenity in the book at Herb. Why are you stopping the fight? He didn't tap. And then it was the replay. And it was like, Oh shit! That's why. But if Herb you remember, I think Herb actually had to look at him, and, and if I'm not mistaken, Herb, you rarely curse, but you said you broke your effing arm. You know, yeah, you had no, to make it apparent to him. Yeah, that's a story I, I I never get sick of telling because it's so interesting. And let me tell you, um, man, that um, wow, okay, because I in my mind I thought, well, it's been a nice ride, and I probably won't get back. But more important, what was on my mind is um, is how am I going to get out of here? I knew I was looking around. I was like, okay, that's the biggest cop in the building. I'm going to go stand next to that guy. Throwing things, I'm going to hide in the cage. Uh, but uh, then, um, then uh, Joe Rogan, he saw, he found on there where the actual break was. So then yeah. all of a sudden everybody was my friend again. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a cool moment. But right there, that, that that shows the confidence you need to make that call, right, Buff? Yeah, totally. Well, listen, if anybody's got confidence, serve Dean, that's for sure. I mean, the man walks with a swagger and he's cool, man. I call him Mr. Cool. I actually have a, a beautiful painting in my house of um Jimi Hendrix, you know, a little cigarette, which Herb doesn't smoke. But man, they look so alike. Herb stood by it the other day and his wife Vika took a picture of it. <laughs> amazing, amazing the look. It's great. So listen, um, while we're going on here, I want to tell you my Herb Dean story real quick. I was in Brazil. Mario Yamasaki was the referee of the event. Herb was not even there, but this is one of my favorite Herb Dean stories. I said, and your referee, you know, your referee in charge of the Octagon is, and I'm looking right at Mario Yamasaki, right in the eyes, right? And I go, Herb Dean, as I'm saying it, my mouth feels like it's going, Herb Dean. No, you can't stop can't it. Stop it's it, right? <laughs> The only time I never corrected myself, but I didn't live that one down. But that's my favorite non-Herb Dean being in the room story. I could tell you many others where he was in the room. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's funny because they do mix. You know, we used to get mixed up all the time was Mario Yamasaki and Steve Mazzagatti. They yeah. But one time, I swear to God, somebody I was out at a, I was out somewhere after, after I went out to, you know, uh, get some food afterwards. And a guy, a fan, he had probably had a few. And he comes up to me with confidence, sis. He love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just points right that at me. Awesome. I was like, okay, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to be Eve Levine today, you know? I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, yeah. let's talk about this weekend in Houston. I wanted to give you a little headway here. You know, Thriller had the um, – February 26th event scheduled thriller. for Thriller. I thriller. get it wrong it's every thriller. time. Every right. time. No offense. I work with them, and I, I don't know why. Anyway, one of those things. So because Thriller was a great That's song. why Michael's announcing the event, and I'm not, okay? Herb's <laughs> right. Thriller was a great song. Yeah, it was. It was. No question. So they canceled their February 26th event due to COVID worries at the Toyota Center. Right. You know, 
and now we're running into it this weekend. Yeah, I think it was more of there could be a, there's there's other avenues to that so, story, I'm sure. I'm going to Hawaii next week, guys. And while Hawaii is is a state, obviously, uh, it's it's a it's an island, and the amount of uh, COVID protocols that they have compared to other places is absolutely uh, insane. It's it's crazy, and. Um, it's just something we have to accept and, and there are going to be events that go on and there are going to be events that don't. And I'm, I'm done having an opinion on any of it. I'm just going to do what I got to do to take part in what I want to take part of. And, and that's really the long and short of it. And you got to be safe. Yeah. You know, like on Thursday, I'm going down uh, USC has me set up. They're sending me a car to go down to the Super Bowl press row for three hours of interviews. And, you know, I was right. thinking today, I just got back from a hotbed in Vegas where I was announcing the Pro Bowl. We'll go into that in a second. Um, You're going to the Super Bowl? No, I'm not going to the Super Bowl. I, there oh. was talk about me appearing at the Super Bowl, but they can't fit the timing in. Uh, the NFL told me that there's... there's AKA, they there. couldn't afford Buffer Herb. They couldn't afford right, it. Right, right, hey, right. I did the Pro Bowl. I had a great time this weekend. I did the UFC. I did the Pro Bowl. And the most amazing thing about... Oh, here's a funny thing on the Pro Bowl or on the subject. Guys, I went in Friday and rehearsed because I got on the field. I introduced all the, the players, you know, and then the the, P, the PA guy did, said them by name. It was so incredible being with Mahomes and all these people coming out of the tunnel with them and the whole nine yards. And then the, the big setup, they had me in the end zone, which went amazing. So it then I great. finished... I saw it. It looked great. Oh, thank but you. Wait a minute. You Where did you see every it? player by name? Yeah, I no, I thought I would. They sent me the script, and I'm like, holy hell, <laughs> this is long. You know, how many, how many, how many players did you? Introduce? There was, there was. I didn't introduce the players individually. They had the PA guy do it. I just set the PA guy up with big introductions. Yeah, who he was about to introduce. I saw it on Facebook, Bruce. For the record, I didn't see a oh, very cool. produced uh, version of it, but, but it I, went, I it went it. really, it went really, really well. Yeah. So then. Herb, here's the thing, TJ and Herb, I finished that and the point person I'm with and security had to ride to run all the way to the top of Allegiant to get there in time to do the big it's time for the NFL Pro Bowl. Right. And ESPN's covering it. Uh, NBC, you know, it's, you're rather. Yeah. NBC, whatever. ESPN. ESPN's covering it. It was on two different networks. Yeah. And I come out, the camera's in my face. Everything's happening. I'm get the point person. The microphone's dead. No. So I come out and you see me, they, they give me the big introduction and you, you know, see me get into my thing. Did you and, tell it was dead? Yes. As oh, soon as I man. started, I knew it was dead. And I'm, I, you know how it is, right? You, you can't change. Showbiz. You got to go. Showbiz. So I did that. But man, when that was over, I was livid. Oh, sure. Being a professional, yeah. as we are all professionals, there is no excuse nope. for being handed a dead microphone and, by the and that's sound the problem. Guy. You're the one that looks like an asshole, but it's not your problem. Like it was somebody else's problem. You know what I mean? Like someone else made the mistake. Well, you know, the good thing is, is I got as is important in this business. I got the camera time, the introduction, no voice, <laughs> few facial expressions. So what they did is they had me come out of the second half and start off the second half. And so so was, it, was it like was this, fine. Bruce? Was it that's exactly yeah. the way it was. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Exactly the way it was. You know, three years of waiting, uh, three months of waiting for this rehearsal, everything, but it's okay. It's all good. I had a great time. I came out at halftime, mission accomplished, NFL ecstatic, very happy. I hope to be back next year. But the biggest thing that happened this weekend is that Kristen, her husband, Chris, Henry, and Rupert drove up to Vegas. I had other guests at the show and other guests at the game. But the big thing was that my family came up. I saw and, the photos, Bruce. Uh, yeah. They looked like they were having a hell of a time. Hell of a time. I got the Octagon girls took pictures with the boys. And it was just, it was, 
it was a hell of a time. It was great. It was great. So that was, that was the main thing I loved this weekend. And with this weekend coming up, this UFC 271, this is a hell of a card. Okay. I'm sure Herb will probably get called to do the main event. He doesn't know till he gets there, but you know, I get Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker going at it for the second time. I hear on the inside that Whitaker is in amazing shape. I know Israel is going to be as amazing as he always, but I hear Whitaker is really in He's got to be. He's right? a beast, man. Yeah. He's yeah. a beast. I mean, this is the second go around for these two. And and Rob obviously has a point to prove after coming up short. But but Izzy, like I, I've already seen some stats and infographics. First off, I didn't know how few times the middleweight title in the UFC has really been um, uh, defended. Like they were showing like all time title defenses. Obviously, Anderson is at the top. Yeah. But like Murillo Bustamante is at the on the in the top five with one. You know what I mean? So like, it's a division because of Anderson's dominance dominance that it hasn't been a title that's been able to be held on to uh for for a while by multiple uh people and uh you know pe- people really seem to think that Izzy might be uh, I don't want to say the next Anderson Silva because it sounds disrespectful but he he could carve out a legacy uh that is just as great if he's able to to roll the way he has uh, at 185 but Robert Whitaker is going to bring everything to Houston with him Robert Whitaker is going to bring everything. Israel uh, could definitely become one of the goats of the middleweight. um, And and, and I don't think it's disrespectful because you see the amount of respect that Israel has for uh, Anderson. Yeah. I mean, he He shows great respect. He's He's like, yeah, skinny guys can, you know, skinny guys can, can be the champion. Okay. I know about that. He's a bonafide star, right? Like, I really Mm -hmm. believe that that Adesanya has the ability to do major motion pictures down the road. Again, yeah. another example of how a foreigner to the U.S. staying in the U.S. This is an example of what I mentioned. Okay, this is the power that the UFC brings a star, a star like Israel Adesanya. I mean, the world is his oyster. All the eyes are on him. And the viewing of this weekend show with that, Derek Lewis and Tui Tuivasa, if that's not going to be a brawl for it all, Pier 6, somebody's going to go down Timber. I don't know what is. Everybody's that's- taking Shuey. Everybody. You have to respect it because I think that's one of the unique things about the UFC is I believe they, I think somewhere, I don't want to be certain, but I believe they went somewhere and sold out before they even announced the card. Yeah, and wow. they, UFC is coming uh, back in the day and it sold out. And I, I believe I heard that. And um, I think that you have to wreck, you know, there's no other sport that can do that. Right. Just say, hey, we're coming. The brand is coming and we're not even going to tell you who's fighting. And it's going to sell out guys. You know? I don't even think the Super Bowl sells out immediately when, when it, they go up for, for sale, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean you know, you have to, you, you got to respect they've, they've done something there that, you know, they're definitely, uh, yeah, they've done, done amazing. Well, it's, it's a amazing. cultural thing when the UFC comes to a town, especially for the first time. Um, you know, when, when you get that opportunity to go out and see something, uh, I think it's a, it's a fair statement to say that the UFC at this point is a slice of Americana. Uh, it's very much an international sport, but uh, it's something, I mean, it's one of the greatest sporting spectacles the world has ever seen. And, and when it comes to your town, especially if it's the first time or the first time in a while, that's the place to be. 
Yeah, yeah. you know, the, the announcing sucks, but it's a work in progress. Otherwise, everything <laughs> else is good. But you know, as far as that's pretty good, though, Bruce, the referee's pretty good. Referees, they've got it. They got it right on. They're they're yeah, right on. Right on. on. No, yeah, no, so with the COVID thing we've been through for two years and only being in Vegas and some very select little areas. Now we're getting on the road a little bit and yeah. it is going to sell out wherever it goes. There's no yeah, question. I saw Columbus uh, is getting UFC. Uh, it's for the first time in a long time. Columbus is, was always a really big market for, for MMA and uh, they pair it with that Arnold classic uh, not real nicely there. Um, and we're going back to Jacksonville in April. Yeah. That's I love going to Columbus. So Columbus was really cool because uh, uh, the, the uh, executive director for the athletic commission out there is named Bernie Profato. And he's one of, uh, I mean, there's oh, a lot Bernie. of really good guys. But Bernie, I love Bernie. He's Bernie's a character. Like a real care. He's a real guy. One time, I think at one time he was mad at me, and I felt like I couldn't fly over Ohio. And then he became my friend. And, man, he always looked out for me, man. And, you know, he's a, I mean, he, I mean, I think he boxed Ernie Shaper, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, Ernie man, Shaver, yeah. Ernie Shaver, everybody in the heavyweight division from Frazier to Ali to whatever is going to tell you that that was the hardest hitting heavyweight in the heavyweight right. division without question. Sonny yeah. Liston was used to be, but Ernie Shavers, nobody wanted to get hit by Ernie Shavers. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 uh, Bernie was, so man, I'm, I'm looking forward to going out there and seeing that guy, man. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a cool guy. Hey, yeah, Rob, how many how many states are you like uh, still licensed in, and what is that process when the UFC goes somewhere and you want to you know be, be a part of that uh, athletic commission? Yeah, it depends on how many we go, but usually when we go, if they if they're gonna invite me, they're gonna tell me, hey, okay, uh, fill out the license and get. It. And so um, it's it's not a uh, you know I don't have wondering about whether they're gonna accept my license right, because right, right. they've asked for me, but yeah. still I have to go and and go through the hoops and and uh, send all the other things they want just besides filling out the license. And also I have to pay for it because the UFC doesn't pay yep. for it. So it's, um, you know, the cost varies, you know, but some of the guys are pretty expensive. Like, I mean, three fifty, four hundred bucks or something yeah. like that. And I go there money. once a year. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a lot of money for you to go work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, you know, and especially because I might only go there once a year. Right. So, you know, but it, it's different for each sport, each state, you know. I'm lucky. Usually the announcer fee is a $100 bill and pretty much standard across the country. Easy okay. so. Is there really an announcer fee? Yeah, I gotta. I gotta really? do exactly what Herb does. I gotta. I just had to re register with the Nevada Athletic Commission. Is for it, the now, do each and every one of them have a? Um, do you have to license as a announcer in every state? Because I know no, it's very select. If it yeah, happens, the do. UFC sends. It's. I. Wow. I think I've only had to license. Well, New Jersey, absolutely. New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, but outside yeah, of that, that's it's pretty, pretty much it. Well, they're, they're, they've been around, so they, they're pretty regulated. They, yeah, yeah, they're pretty regulated, but that's pretty much it right there. I, uh, you know, if it happens, it happens. We'll see. I mean, I, I do play by play, and I, I mean, I've worked in the state of Nevada. I've never had to do uh, a licensing fee for that, but I wonder if it's because you actually enter the, the you know, fighting area. I wonder that's if you exactly have to why. That's it? exactly why. I think they're just trying to get a hundred bucks a year out of me. Yeah, so whatever yeah. it takes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So listen, guys, a couple other things here. Um, a little off UFC. I'm very excited about this weekend, without a doubt. Uh, a couple of things here, little news stories that I wanted to bring up. The, um, you know, we have a stupid as a stupid does, but I don't like this because this involves actually deaths. A woman tried to cross a Florida oh, I bridge. I saw this, the drawbridge. He tried yeah. to cross when the drawbridge was opening and she wound up falling to her death. No, I mean, there she is a... was crossing when she was supposed to, and it opened midway through. You're kidding. Oh, I didn't see that. You're happened. kidding. Yeah. 
Oh man, is there a lawsuit on that or oh, what? Of course, yeah. But that's so not good. That's not going to bring back anyone. Uh, what's that? That's not going to bring back this. No, she was walking. Yeah, she was a pedestrian, and uh, unfortunately, it opened up on her when she was sort of uh, in no man's land. Oh, oh my man. god, that so made this worse than I wanted to talk about. That's horrible. She yeah. was within ten feet, they say, of the elevated portion when it began to rise. Right, and like, what do you do at this point? Right. Because, I mean, if it's one of those things that go vertical, like you're just going to keep running until you can't be on it anymore. So, oh, my God, that's horrible. I, yeah, I, yeah, you have to make condolences. Condolences yeah, yeah. going out. To make, right. Are you going to try to hold on to something or are you going to get and what are you going to hold on to? Hold right. on? Yeah. What do you I, hold on? I, I, so I something can, you can stand on. I, I couldn't yeah. tell if this was a bridge that was designed for pedestrians and it was just a mistake or if no one normally walks on it and, you know, there's probably some sort of sensor if it wasn't done by a, a human because everything's automated now. Right. So yeah. like, if a boat was coming through and there were no cars detected, you know, maybe a human being doesn't uh, set off that that trigger or whatever. But, yeah, terrible. That That's my worst nightmare. Like That's horrible. Like slowly coming to the realization that you're about to face your your death is is terrifying just yep. i'd much rather have it happen you know what i mean yeah yeah however yeah, falls important. but you know, my best wish of condolences go out to her family as they do go out to another family too and I'm so tragic a hiker you know another one of these selfie things a hiker tried to take a picture um of himself sorry about this guys it's all right um what while you a hiker what, had to try to yeah. take a picture of himself while hiking and then doing the selfie he fell 700 feet to his death like I, I saw a stat that said something like there are a thousand selfie related deaths a year now. What? Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, because some of the selfies you see, people yeah. want to get the most extreme picture. Right, man. <clears throat> wow, that's, that's crazy. All right. Well, again, I don't want to end the subject on that negative note, but you know, on another note, a snowboarder won the Olympic gold, right? Three uh -huh. years after cancer diagnosis. You know, we hear this a lot. That's crazy. Max Parrot, Canadian snowboarder, good for him. You know, probably went through what he went through. Now he won the uh, the gold medal. Are you watching the Olympics at all, guys? Uh, I haven't been, but I usually try to. And I want to get into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time to do it. Yeah. One of my I'm, favorite uh, things to do. I love the Olympics. Yeah, yeah I, I always used to watch it, and I haven't, uh, you know, taken the time. But yeah, I, I gotta I gotta spend some time. You know what it is for me, guys? Like I don't know how you guys have cable uh, anymore, but like I I have Hulu, so it's like that direct to, to consumer app and because of that I, I don't channel surf the way that i used to i have live tv through hulu but I, I just i never turn on the tv and just try to find something to watch it's always sort of pointed and right. uh, i miss a lot of stuff because of that speaking yeah, of hulu, you know, I, I don't channel surf either i i, I know what i want to watch and i'm going to go on to watch that yeah i'm a victim of both <laughs> but um uh, hulu speaking of hulu the pam and tommy the, oh my god it's, it's so good. excellent i, I mean it's a little it. too much for it it's really really good yeah don't watch it with the kids in the room no but. don't watch it with the kids they've yeah. got like the, the the uh you know the puppet penis shall we say <laughs> yeah it's it's a prosthetic but uh, it's a prosthetic but i back then i remember i actually got that tape back then somebody gave it to me back then when everybody was getting the someone tape someone gave it to you oh no, i didn't buy yeah, it you didn't want it you're like no no, right, right. but you know when it, and, it, and it comes out in the thing you know it was a very big thing who do you have the tape do you have the tape and then right. somebody gave me the tape but um because they they sold it over the internet when it was just when the web was just starting that's right. the whole, that's that was the, the first real sort of porn yeah. porn like marketing mm -hmm. on the internet that's part of the fascinating thing about this film as they as they relay how this all came to place but you know what I, I've only seen three of the episodes and I really feel bad for them because it was a complete invasion of privacy right you know so and it, it, 
again, uh, yeah, I worked in radio for a long time and I've had the pleasure of, of meeting uh, Tommy Lee on three or four different occasions. Yeah, I met them both. He's <laughs> such a swell guy. So the way that they're like portraying him in, in the series, to me, it seems far fetched, but who knows? Uh, clearly Some people say it's right on. Right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. She's does an amazing job. Oh, as Pamela well, Anderson. It scares me how much they look like them. Unbelievable. Like, I think there was some, you know, forehead I read about it. Whatever it was, it's an awesome acting job by, by everybody in the thing. It's well done. The subject matters either to your liking yeah. or not, but um, it's worth the watch. Yeah, Herbie, it's something that not too, like, honestly, I would have never clicked on it if uh, someone didn't tell me about it, but uh, mm -hmm. do it. D t dive okay. into that because Check it's Check it out, great. Herbie. It'll, it'll catch you from the very first episode. Trust me. All right. You know what I've been watching? Because <laughs> I, I never know what to watch. But I, I, people are watching Yellowstone. I've been trying to watch that. I've Yellowstone I've not watched. I hear it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. it's How many seasons really of it are there? I think there's four. I'm, I think yeah, I'm I think See, there's four seasons. I, I don't know about you guys, but like when, I, when I'm that late to the party, I feel like I just shouldn't even jump aboard. You know what I mean? Because like I, I'm so behind. I'm always late. Yeah, you so know what? Just catch it. That's good. Tell me about it. I'll watch it. One last note. Um, a golfer sang, I'm not a golfer, but he sank a 92 foot, but <laughs> 92 foot, uh, Eagle putt. How, how are 92 you putting 92 feet? feet? That's crazy. That's the biggest green ever. Yeah. That's amazing. Really amazing guys. I've got to go. My train, I got to go train for a couple hours. I'm a little late. Um, we got a little okay. late start to the show today. Herb, take the time right now to let the audience know anything you want, how to get a hold of you on social media, whatever the case might be. The, the dais is yours, my friend. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, anybody wants to get a hold of me? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a Herb Dean MMA on social media. I don't always respond to that. If you're interested in my course, uh, go to herbdean.com and poke around there, and you can uh, uh, find me on there. Send me a message, and uh, we'll get you in there. Um, doing a lot of fun things. Let's see. What are the fun things I'm doing? Well, Bruce got me into doing cameo. I oh. love doing that. It's been an amazing. It's been a really fun thing for me. The things I've got to be a part of from all over the world. Uh, being a part of babies being born, people uh, being cancer, alcoholism. Uh, it's a really cool way of getting to be involved in people's lives. And one other thing, something on a side note, before I had um, I had worked on a recovery drink uh, for our sport, especially yeah. since guys are, you know, depleting themselves with uh, weight, and that's coming back. You know, I had, uh, yeah, I, I've got a really good relationship with uh, the facility that I make it at, and I think it's going to be a new thing. It's going to be a thing where I, I can learn from all these experts in the sport uh, about something. So it's, it's great. That's awesome. Awesome. Very cool. TJ? Uh, check out Extra Rounds on UFC Fight Pass. It airs uh, this Thursday live from Hooters in Houston. I don't know which Hooters. Maybe there's only one. But uh, we'll be at Hooters in Houston on Thursday. And then live immediately following uh, UFC 270. Is it 271, right? Yeah. Yeah. 271. Uh, in the Toyota Center, we'll be on the ground there uh, recapping all the action. And then Friday, live on UFC Fight Pass, Anthony Pettis kicks off his uh, mixed martial arts promotion. I believe it's called Showtime FC. Uh, you can tune into that. I'll be on the call with someone to be <laughs> announced. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, big, big week, busy week. Busy now, week do you just do play by play for MMA or do you do any of the other combat sports also? Yeah, I do combat jujitsu, uh, Eddie Bravo's show. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so that he's done Roy Jones boxing. So, yeah, yeah, I've done boxing as well. The only thing I haven't done is kickboxing, which is pretty much what MMA is at various points. At yeah, various yeah. points, for sure. So, mm -hmm. 
All right, have a busy week ahead. Um, I will see you all from the Octagon for UFC 271 in Houston. Uh, one last note, Tom Brady rookie card just sold for $2.3 million on eBay. Record for his cards. Unbelievable. On the Tom Brady tip, watch ESPN's 30 for 30. 30, 30 the tuck roll. Oh that God, was awesome, good. wasn't it? I watched really it last great. night. Really great. Yeah, Brother Brian told me about that. That was awesome. So yep. good. So good. Herb, pleasure as always, my brother. I will see Pleasure. you in Houston. And uh, let's have a lot of fun as always. Most definitely. Are you t- are you flying back early on Sunday? I'm flying back. Uh, I'll, I'll be back in time to see the game, but not super early. I think I'm leaving around 10 or something. Uh, I'm leaving like 730 to get back. But anyway, no sleep for me on Saturday night. <laughs> Big deal. Look at what we're doing. Let's enjoy our lives and kiss the ground and be so humble that we're so lucky to do what we do. Right. That's right. Incredible. That's right. On the way out here, I'm going to give Herb Dean one of these. There you go. Everybody check out Herb Dean on Cameo for your Valentine's Day videos. I think even TJ might be able to do a few for you, too. And of course, myself, I'm doing a lot of Valentine's Day videos along with the birth of babies at championship directions, everything. Just go to Cameo, go to BruceBuffer.com. The show today is brought to you by, of course, Puncher's Chance. It's time energy ready to be released in March and FanDuel, the best and most exciting sports book on the Internet. Go to FanDuel to make your bets, your fantasy football next season and fantasy, whatever this year, whatever you're playing, it's all there for you at FanDuel. With that being said, everybody set your goals, write them down, be knowledgeable about them, be the best you can be in a role model to your sphere of influence. When you step on that path, know what you're doing, perform at your best. If you're number one, that's great. But if you're your best, then you're winning. And that's what we're all about on this time. Radio is winning. And we'll be back next week with another special guest to talk about it. Herb, love you, brother. Thank you so Love much, you. TJ. Love you too, brother. You. All right. Cheers to all the listeners out there. Have a great week. Stay safe. Buffer up. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.